everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the father of this family, and my name is Brian. Hi! I'm Brandon! That's loud. Well, you know, it's called editing for a reason. Um, I'm the son? Are you? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Are you sure? Yes. Maybe. My name is Corey. I'm the mother? (laughs) Maybe? So, can I ask you a quick question before we go to our next person? No. When did it switch to, are you pointing at me? I don't know. I I can't remember if I say to or at, so I feel like every other episode, I'm saying to or at. I alternate. Fair enough. I keep you on your toes. And last but not least. Hi, I'm Kaylin. And who are you, Kaylin? Who are you? I'm your mom. (laughs) No, you're not! (laughs) I'm your mom. I am the daughter-sister of the family. The daughter-sister. All right, well, welcome. If this is your first time, maybe you should turn around right now and just turn off the podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't keep listening. If... (laughs) If you are a regular, welcome back. We love to have you here. And uh, let's have a good time here. So um, so I guess we'll get started right off. Let's get right into that Romper Room shout-out, shall we? Oh, crap, really? Yes. Every every episode. I know, you're Completely unprepared. Um, I'm not, though, because I make dreams come true, baby. Sure. <laughs> Let me get out my magic mirror. Brendan, look at that. It's dirty. Oh my god. Is it? I hate that sound so much. <laughs> you love it? No. Do you love it? Should just start editing it Do out. you love it? It's just psycho. <laughs> Anyways, here is, I'm looking in my mirror, and I have it in my hand, and here, here is who I see. I see Amy, and I see Carl Duty. And I see Patrick, I see Susie, I see Maurice, I see Mike and Jess, and I see my little buddy Caleb. Hi, Caleb. I see Don John Buffalo's own Don Johnson, not Miami Vice's Don Johnson. I mean, maybe he is Miami Vice, too. Well, he should not be in Florida, because that's not safe. That's true. Don Johnson. Um, I see... Caleb's confused. Who else? Oh, crap. I said, oh, I see Teresa. I see my friend Timothy. Hello, Timothy. For miles away. He's not in Buffalo or anywhere near here. And Teresa, I hope you have a good semester at school because she's back at school. She is. Um, And I see, I don't know, who else likes the page? Kyle. I don't know if he listens. My friend Mary Beth. Don't know if she listens. Uh, there was someone else that I listed, but I forget their name now, and I'm sorry about that. Maybe you should write in to me and complain and give me a middle finger emoji. And then I can talk about you on the Romper Room shout-outs. We're going to get a lot of emails and middle finger emoji. (laughs) They'll all be from Carl. (laughs) If he's even listening. He's not. He's not. And now on to my other friends. Oh, boy. I like to say hello because I see TJ and Cash. I see Karen in Georgia. I see uh, 
John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, and I do have some news and views about those two coming up. Little spoiler alert. Um, Let's see. I, I see Keanu Reeves. I see my friend Alex Winter, who told me that he listens. We're friends. Yeah, we are. Don't shake your head. No, we are. Um, I see. We are. Alex. I call him Allie Bear. I do. Um, I see. And he my... calls a restraining order. <laughs> I don't think Alex Winter would. I think he's nice enough to be like, could you please not? I'd be like, oh, you. But if you keep going, then you force yeah. his hand. I mean, everyone at some point in time. You know who else I see? Wait, I see... wait a minute, wait a minute. Finish that statement. Everyone. <laughs> what? At some place in time. Um, and where were you going with that? I don't know. Were you going to say everyone gets a restraining order, or everyone has a restraining order? Like, what, where were you heading with that? Cause everyone at some point in time gets a restraining order. Against, against you? Them? What? I don't know. Files one against them? I don't know. Haven't you ever filed a restraining order? No. It's a lot of paperwork. Anyways. Hello, therapist. <laughs> It's a little early for that. Oh, Anyways, boy. I I would also like to say hello to my new friends Adam, Durs, and Blake. Big Simpsons fans, big fans of me. I'm big fans of them. We're all fans of each other. They're not fans of you. They told me, especially Durs. That's fine. He doesn't like the cut of your jib. I just want to hang out with Blake. So. I love Blake. Uh, Jillian. She's a fan, and as always, last but not least, the Silver Fox himself, my best friend, my best friend, if you will, Dick Gear. Here we go again. <laughs> oh my god. All right. We done? We I'm going to put my mirror away. Okay. okay. Back into my heart. It's the mirror of my heart, and it reflects the reflections of oh, how did you get friend. it out did molaram show up yeah yeah that's what happened man all right so that's fun on to the next person <laughs> oh boy oh well cory mentioned email so oh. if you would like to send any of those middle finger emojis say, to us i thought you were gonna say cory mentioned a restraining order <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> if you'd like to file one. If you would like to email us a restraining order, you could feel free to do so at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Adam Divine, please don't email me a restraining order. <laughs> so we do not have any uh, emails today. So um, maybe they'll be uh, piling in once we get at those restraining orders. But we also Our have little a, fingers. Yeah. We also have an Instagram. So, Kaylin, why don't you tell us about that Instagram? Our Instagram is so it's come to this underscore pod. So, go check it out. You can send us a message. Uh, what was the but if you do want to message us, oh my god, <laughs> find it on our Instagram at so it's come to this underscore pod. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, if you search for so it's come to this pod, you'll be able to find us on there. And, um, we tend to do most of our posting on there because when I tell someone to post things on Instagram, it seems like those what things don't What about our Twitter account? Um, and we have no other social media <laughs> pages. No, we have Twitter. Mm. It's out there, if you can find it. Have fun. Even Brendan doesn't know what it is. He Correct. definitely doesn't know now. <laughs> so much time has passed. He didn't know it then, he really doesn't know it now. All right, well, let's move on here. Let's go into our Ion Springfield segment. 
So I do have a few items today. Also called everyone look at your phones. <laughs> for Ion Springfield. <laughs> uh, so the first thing is Jenna Ellis is a Trump advisor. And she compared newly appointed vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris to Marge Simpson. Saying <sighs> that Kamala Harris sounds like Marge. So people took this as a criticism and a dig at her lack of credentials towards becoming the vice president. And some people had some interesting things to say. So some of the quotes that were out there. Anybody being compared to Marge Simpson has lived their life right. Loyal, proud, beloved, the enduring conscience of Springfield, and not here for BS. Sounds good to me. Sounds? Sounds. Sounds? This guy says, y'all better put some respect on Marge Simpson's name. She gave birth to Lisa, who becomes the next president, and she fixes everything from the prior administration. And this last comment was, you mean the competent woman who always has to clean up the mess made by the lazy guy? That Marge Simpson? So, and then the official Simpsons Twitter account also responded by posting, I will not tolerate any Marge Simpson slander. And they included a collection of clips of Marge Simpson. So obviously that is a thing going on around um, the social media sphere right now. And um, Kaylin, this is something that might interest you. There is a YouTube channel called Great Bit Arcade. They recreated the Simpsons intro using the video game Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ooh. So they did the entire intro with it. I'll have to show it to you afterwards. I'll put it up on our Facebook page. It's actually pretty good. Pretty good. So there was a chalkboard gag, and uh, the chalkboard gag says, I promise to pay back all my loans. So now that is a reference to the game, right? Don't you take out loans or something? Do you sell radishes? What? Do you sell radishes? Turnips. <laughs> well. How dare you? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Do you sell tomatoes? No. What about tomatoes? No. And um, there is also a couch gag. And in the couch gag... Um, Tom Nook and Isabel, they are sitting on the couch as the Simpsons run in. So people are actually trying to encourage Matt Groening that he should use it as the beginning of an actual episode. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens if uh, he decides to use it this year or not. And the last item, um, don't know how I feel about this, but I'm just going to let it out there. And maybe you guys can uh, give me your feelings about this as well. So, as you may remember, um, I think it was a few episodes ago, we commented and made it known that The Simpsons has said that they are going to be recasting all characters of color. And um, in doing that, they said they were going to start using, you know, people that represented the person that they're playing. So an African American is going to play an African American character and whatnot. So, Harry Shearer who is a voice actor on the show. Um, so he does uh, several voices, um, does Mr. Burns, and he does uh, Dr. Hibbert. He came out and expressed that he has some unease over this decision to not have white actors uh, playing characters of color. So he was quoted as saying, I have a very simple belief about acting. The job of the actor is to play someone who they are not. That's the gig. That's the job description. He then added that he would not be financially harmed by no longer voicing Dr. Hibbert as he's not paid by the voice. So thoughts huh? on that. So he's basically saying that he doesn't agree with this because as an actor, your job is to play something that you're not. And 
he was playing someone he was not and kind of had a little dig and saying like, well, it's not going to matter if I don't play Dr. Hibber because it's not like I get paid by the role that I play on the show. That's kind of crappy. Yeah. So any thoughts on Harry Shear, do better. Uh, that's a little... A little close-minded? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, especially when it's, like, a character like that. Like, you should have... I disagree completely. What do you mean? Just... With what he's saying? Yeah. Yeah, so elaborate on that. Well, tell me what you mean. Just... Or why you disagree with it. When... When your characters are characters and not they're not like like the side characters are in the simpsons you don't really see them as people you see them as characters more okay and just it doesn't seem right to have white actors playing everyone especially if they're doing a stereotype yeah yeah that's and i guess maybe what he's saying is like i mean obviously when he played these characters i mean Dr. Hibbert isn't necessarily a stereotype. All it is is basically a parody of the man with the sweater, uh, Bill Cosby. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what he was doing. But of course, you know, this all started with Hank Azaria Mm -hmm. and all of that coming out in him saying, you know, he regrets what he did, him stepping aside, saying that he'd be more than happy with someone else playing the role Mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's just interesting to see that there's a different perspective, obviously that Harry Shearer doesn't necessarily feel the same right. in this um, particular situation. So so I don't know, not necessarily the best look. I mean, it could have been worse, I suppose, but still not great. So any more thoughts on that? Or It's, it's not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see what happens. This just happened a few days ago, so we'll see if there's any backlash um, that comes with this or if there's going to be any canceling. Um, Because obviously that is very big in the uh, culture right now. People are canceling people and things that they do and whatnot. Well, um, Nick Cave said that uh, cancel culture is the antithesis of mercy. Cancel culture, I think, is really toxic. Like, there's something you should do and something you shouldn't do. Exactly. And cancel culture shouldn't be it. But you should hold people accountable to their actions. But if they're... Like, you can't harass them about it, like, every single day. Because Mm -hmm. if they're trying to get better, they're not going to get better if you do that. Which I get that, like, these people, some of them have done, like, really bad things. But you still shouldn't. And also, I'm sorry I brought this up, but also, you you can't pick and choose. Like, you can't say, we should cancel, we should take down... All of the monuments of all of the people who were presidents because they were all slave owners. But don't you dare to touch Aunt Shemima. You can't do that. You can't do that. And there are so many people who do that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yes, there's nothing wrong with taking him down. He was a slave owner. And then Aunt Shemima, who is a caricature of you know slaves of the 1800s they say oh no how dare you that lady died a millionaire which she did not snopes that stuff man she did not Mm -hmm. so you can't be against one thing and then be appalled when they want to take away something else you can't do that Yeah, and the other thing that 
really bothers me about uh, cancel culture right now is when someone is holding someone accountable for something that they did or said 20 years ago. Right. right. Because like Kaylin said, the whole point is you make a mistake, you learn from that mistake, and you become a better person. I The kids on Vanderpump Rules, Stassi, Kristen, especially Brett and Max, even though they were new right. cast members, they got booted off that show for tweets they made 10 years right. ago. Well, it's, and it's the same with uh, James Gunn, who directed yeah. um, the Guardians movies. Yeah. You know, he made some terrible comments when he was much younger, when mm-hmm. we all say stupid things when we're du- when we're young. And he regretted all of those comments. I mean, he didn't even realize he was saying them. You know, it's not like, and he was like, I'm not that person anymore. I've learned to not be that way right. and this and that. And so I think Kaylin brought up a very good point that, yes, we have to hold these people accountable, but we also have to give people the ability to grow. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I um, wasn't going to bring up what Nick Cave said about cancel culture being the antithesis of mercy because I'm like, do I want to get into that? But it's you brought it up, yep. so it's a hot button issue. I mean, Nick Cave, Nick Cave, I love him. I truly adore that man. And if you guys want to look it up, just look up uh, Nick Cave cancel culture. There's a really good article. He brings up some really good points, and he's just a delight of a human being, even though he probably has never smiled a day in his life. <laughs> All right. So that got a little controversial. So, um, so hope everybody is okay with that, and let's move along. So let's get into our useless weather update. Are There's nothing you to... ready for the useless weather update? So today, what's the weather like? I'm hot. Hi, hot. It's 81 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, precipitation is 0%. And it's not going to rain today. And it's really hot. And there's a lot of humidity because my hair is springy today. <laughs> and the pollen... Yes. The pollen is... 10.2 high. And the top allergens are ragweed, kenopods, <laughs> and grasses. Okay. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. I feel it, man. All right. Thank you, Kaylin, for that. Now, how about some news and views? You got anything for um, us? Well, I, I, there's a lot of crap going on in the world that I don't want to get into. The Democrat, Joe Biden, has named his vice presidential candidate. People seem excited. I don't want to get into it. Do your res- I just want to say do your research. Do your research. Left, right, center, up, down, do your research. Um, so, <laughs> friends of the podcast and friends of mine, John Legend and Chris, Chrissy Teigen, I want to say congratulations because they're expecting baby number three. This baby will join his big sister, Luna, and his big brother, Miles. And uh, the second um, news and views I have, it will... 
uh, put a smile on your face because The Rock was on Instagram with his little daughter Tia. Now Tia does not believe that her dad was Maui and Moana. No matter how many times he sings it to her or what, he always says, Tia, is Daddy Maui? And she always says, no. (laughs) Very forcefully also. So they were singing You're Welcome from Moana. And the rock asked Tia, is Daddy Maui? And Tia said, no. And it was just delightful. And everyone, go follow the rock. He's a delightful character. Also, I as a personal note, um, London and I went to get a uh, COVID test done because she's going back to school and, it, you know, better to be safe than sorry. And guys, if you do need a COVID test, it's not that bad. Um, we went to well now and it took 10 seconds for each of us. They ask what side of the nose you want it up and I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's going to suck either way. But it wasn't that bad. It just felt like you had to sneeze a whole, whole lot. So, if you think you have it, go get tested. It's not that bad. Don't be afraid. And uh, be safe. Indeed. On on to you! All right. Actually. On to you? On to Brendan. Yes! So, what we're going to do here, and I'm going to switch things up a little bit. Um, I can already hear the booze. Yeah, right. So, up to this point... I've been getting a little bit frustrated myself because it seems like Corey and I are the ones who you hear a lot. Once we get out of this first portion here. <gasps> to the point where the I was very upset one day and I didn't want to do the podcast. And everyone's like, but you have to yeah. because you're the only one who says anything. Yep. And I'm like, what? Yep. But I don't feel like it. So eh. obviously... This podcast is supposed to be the family podcast, and I want everyone to be involved. Now, I try to encourage everyone to get involved She's on as her much phone. as possible. I'm looking at her phone right now. But I... I know sometimes for the kids it's a little difficult, and sometimes they don't want to say things and whatever. So they just basically sit back and let me talk, and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and then Corey will say something, and then every once in a while, Brendan or Kaylin will put in their two cents. So what I'd like to try to do now, instead of... Do you have any restraining order stories? (laughs) Against him. Against me. Okay. (laughs) So, but instead of just literally going through the episode beat by beat, like we've been doing uh, probably for a while now, um, what I'd like to do instead is still kind of break it down by act, but what I'm going to do this time is just do a brief synopsis of what happens in the act, and then we'll go into asking what people what parts people liked during so let me let me let me say something i i know that you told me this before we watched the show but when we were watching the show i went on autopilot and i just made notes about the scenes so i'm you're gonna be fine i'm kaplooey listen i have stuff written it's not like i'm just completely going off the cuff up yours kerbopple i have some stuff (laughs) planned and then i'm going to be asking people so we'll see how this goes so we'll give it a try carl's booing you already it's possible no it's true so definite carl send him a middle finger emoji send him many middle finger emojis 
Fill our inbox with middle finger emojis. Oh, jeez. That's the tagline. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyways, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, we're still learning this as we go along. That's the name of this episode. So we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, so that being said, um, we are about to go on vacation. We are going tomorrow. Um, Unfortunately, we had to cut our vacation a little bit short. We had some other plans, big plans. We wanted to go to New York City and New Jersey, but of course with COVID happening. And then after New York City and New Jersey, we're like, maybe we'll visit my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. But they live in one of the red states, which is not red anymore, but... We didn't know that. Well, I mean, we had multiple ideas. And then we said, maybe we'll go to the, a beach house that is owned by my family in one of, but guess what? That's the one with the red states, too. So then we're like, maybe we'll go visit my parents. And guess what? They're in one of the red states, too. So where can we go? Well, we figured it out. So we're just going on a quick little weekend trip. Western New York. Yep, baby. and we're staying close. But anyways, we're going to get away, and since we're going on vacation, we thought it might be a good idea to do a Simpsons episode where they go on summer vacation. We were supposed to do this on the last episode, and then Brian changed it on me, and I freaked out, and hence why I said I wasn't mentally ready to do the uh, episode, because I was so full of anxiety about different things, and then the kids are like, Corey... You're the only one who's important on this podcast. And I'm like, I'm what? No, I'm not. And they're like, no, you are. That is true. Kaylin has left the room and you probably didn't even notice. (laughs) I say goodbye to her. (laughs) All right. But that being said, uh, Brendan, why don't you tell us what episode we picked this time? Uh, All right. So this is our 23rd episode. It is Summer of Four Foot Two from Season 7, Episode 25. The production code was 3F22. Um, It originally aired on May 19th, 1996. It was directed by Mark Kirkland. It was written by Dan Greeney. It guest stars Christina Ricci. And the... There was no chalkboard gag. And their couch gag is a fax machine that spews out a piece of paper with the Simpson family in a sitting position. And I believe they had done that fax machine one before. On one of slightly, our episodes, too. Yeah, but it, th- I think it this time it like fed back underneath, so it was slightly I different. Think, I, think it, I think it did the same. Do people same. even know what a fax machine is? I do. Okay. All right. I don't know how they work. But. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Kaylin, Brendan just men- mentioned Christina Ricci as one of the guest stars. Do you know who Christina Ricci is? Probably. You should, because we just watched a movie. I don't know names. Says. So you remember Sleepy Hollow? Was she the girl? She was yeah. the girl. And then I told Sleepy you... Sleepy Hollow, I'm sorry, but Tim Burton... Yes, and Sleepy Hollow was so good. And then I told you she also played Wednesday Adams from the Adams oh, family. Yeah. So that's who Aaron, the Lisa's friend, that's who mm-hmm. she was. So... All right, so just a few things about this episode before we jump in here. Um, so I mentioned, of course, Christina Ricci. Um, she was only 16 years old when she recorded this. Um, and she recorded her dialogue over the phone. And she had to do that because of scheduling conflicts. So this is the only time an actor recorded lines outside of a recording studio. However, I'm sure this year, things 
had to be a lot of recording was probably done outside of the recording studio with COVID and quarantine and whatnot. But up to this point, she was the only one that had to do that. So she couldn't get in the recording studio and they just recorded her over the phone. So sounded pretty good. So I'm kind of impressed that that was just done over the phone. Uh, it wasn't even like a recording she sent in? No, she, well, I mean, they must have recorded it over the phone or something like that. So I mean, maybe they had her do multiple takes or something. I'm not sure, but, but it sounded pretty good. So the staff of the show wanted to do a summer episode because there was so much stuff about summer vacations that they felt had to be covered in an episode. So one of the show's animators, David Silverman, he particularly liked this episode because he thought it captured the feeling of being on summer vacation. Does anyone agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. What do you mean? Because I I just don't I just how I like to spend my summer vacation is alone in my room. Well, so yeesh. going on a huge vacation is not my ideal non-school time. So even though we go and do cool things when we're on vacation, you still would rather just sit in your room and do nothing. You know me. <laughs> All right. There you go. Um, so the area in which the Flanders family's beach house is located is based on the Cape Cod Peninsula. So many of the writers of The Simpsons spent time in Cape Cod, so they decided to model this new location on that. So they looked at Cape Cod photographs to get inspiration for the episode, and one of the show's background designer, Lance Wilder, good name, he actually grew up in that area. It's a fake name. <laughs> So, the beach house at... Brendan, do you want to try to say this again? Uh, yeah, I do. So, Brendan was actually pretty good at saying the town that the Simpsons go to, so I'm going to let him do it. Plagmata Squarset Port. There you go. So, that um, little town and that house is based on uh, showrunner Josh Weinstein's parents' house in New Hampshire. And the writers had visited that house many times. All of them? Um, yes, every single one. Really? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Silverman said that the episode was difficult to animate and direct because it had so many new and detailed backgrounds and completely different locations. So obviously with animation, one of the reasons why the characters technically, or one of the reasons why characters have like the same clothes and things like that is because it's easier to animate because they can just kind of do the same thing over and over and over again. So obviously with this, they had to change things up. So it made things a lot more difficult. Um, the episode's title is a parody of a 1971 film, which surprisingly Corey had not seen. I thought no. she had. Uh, Summer of 42. This episode was broadcast on the same day as the episode Homer Palooza. So they actually had two episodes in one day. Um, oddly enough, Brandon said this was the 25th episode. Um, usually I think there was about 22 to 24 episodes in a season. So they actually had 25. So maybe that's why they put it two on in one day. And this is one of Yeardley Smith's favorite episodes. Yeardley Smith plays Lisa. This is a Lisa-centric episode. So, of course, she, she really liked it. All right, so let's get into this episode here. So talking about Act 1. So as I said, I'm just going to kind of do a quick synopsis of what happens in Act 1. So it's the end of another school year at Springfield Elementary School. Bart and Milhouse start discussing their plans for the summer. Lisa's taking care of the distribution of yearbooks, retrospecticus. And her academic, and even though her academic track record and accolades in the yearbook are very good, she becomes very disappointed when nobody wants to sign her yearbook. 
So later on that day, Flanders makes a deal with Homer to watch over his beach house in the town that Brendan already mentioned mm-hmm. <laughs> while he has to serve jury duty. And the Simpsons family heads to the beach house and they take Millhouse along with him. Okay? So that's essentially what happens in Act 1. So thinking back on what we just watched, anybody have anything that stuck out for them in Act 1? So my my notes say I preferred the first one, Millhouse. (laughs) So Brendan, what are you referring to with those sounds? Oh, well, Millhouse decided to give us a delightful representation of different sprinklers. As they're talking about summer vacation, right? Yes. And he's asking Bart which his favorite one is. Oh, yeah. And yes, that is just an absolutely hilarious. And that's right where it starts off, too. Like, that's oh, yeah. the first thing. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> so I was telling everybody here they didn't watch it, but when I, I watched the DVD to listen to the commentary, and there is a... I mean, um, I was in the room. Yes, you were in the room. Did you see it? the part that I was talking about? The cutscene? So there's a cutscene later on in the episode where Milhouse does basically the same thing, but he's describing the carnival rides that he wants to go on. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. He's like, I like the one that goes... Rrr, 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 and it, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So, All right, well, um, building off of that and Milhouse, one of the things I absolutely love is when he's sitting there in class right after that conversation, and you see outside the... Ice the cream. ice cream trucks. Yeah, they're getting ready, and they're ringing their bells and everything, and Milhouse is getting really tense, and he's ready, and he's kind of shaking, and he's looking at the clock, and then you see the clock gets to the top of the hour, and he jumps up, and he says, school's out, up, up yours, yours kerbopple. <laughs> Do you know how many times I use up yours kerbopple? Really? <laughs> I, more than I probably should. Just, like, I'll be doing something at work, and it won't work, I'll be like, up yours kerbopple. <laughs> But yes, and the thing I love about it is he goes running out of the classroom and everyone continues to stay seated. And then Mrs. Kerbapo looks around and she goes, well, I'm glad you all realized that summer vacation begins at the end of the school day and not the beginning. And then, of course, the cops bring him in immediately. And um, we find out that... Martin's a narc. Yep. Martin is a narc. I knew it. Yep. (laughs) All right. Anybody else? Anything else about Act 1 that you really liked things that stuck out for you him I always wa- out the window what is it him going out of school millhouse running out okay mm-hmm. something um <laughs> i always wanted to be on the yearbook staff okay i never was so lisa being so proud of everything i i got it i'm like oh now for you, lisa. like lisa did you think that was going to be your key to popularity because of the what was it as it was put in there uh layouts and fonts i mean everyone wants to be in the yearbook because of the layouts and fonts you'll be the most popular girl in school (laughs) i don't know kaylin you were laughing at those girls when they were talking about the yearbook was it their voices was it what they were saying what did they say i don't know so they were just talking and the one girl brings out the yearbook and she's talking about how leather oleum Oh. And you could smell the benzenine. <laughs> I was laughing at them because it was just really funny because they were all just... Ridiculous? Being yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. And assuming that if you work on the yearbook, you'll be really popular? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you will. I mean, the yearbook kids at my school are it's kind ele- of the popular ones. But it's elementary school. Why is there a yearbook committee in elementary school? 
Yeah, why is there a yearbook committee in elementary school? <laughs> That's a good question. And that was I mean, a pretty hefty yearbook, too, Yeah, mm-hmm. for an elementary school. I wonder how much that one cost. <laughs> so um, what about um, when Miss Hoover is telling the story about Abe Lincoln? Oh, no. What happened to Abe Lincoln? <laughs> he was fine. Get out. Poor, poor, poor Ralph. No wonder Ralph is not smart. I don't think that that's the reason. It is the reason. Did you also notice that after uh, Miss or Miss Hoover um, answered that question for him, he continued to have his hand raised? Yes. <laughs> go and home. And that's she was like, go home, Ralph. <laughs> yes. All right, so we can't move on in Acts 1 without talking about this. Very sad scene. Lisa gets her yearbook. She's so excited. There's a gaggle of girls gathered around. Is that what they're called, though? Yes, a gaggle of girls. And she hands the yearbook, and it goes from girl to girl to girl to girl, all the way around and back to Lisa. And she excitedly looks inside, and it is empty. Corey sighing over there. It's mean, and I don't like it. And also, we're Sherry and Terry signing each other's yearbooks, and that's just stupid. (laughs) My gosh. So I brought this up while we were watching. Why is it stupid, like, for a sibling to sign a sibling's yearbook? Because they're they're already at home with each other. But they're in the same school. Ugh. Yeah, they're twins. Yeah, but no. I guarantee that the triplets at my school definitely signed each other's yearbooks. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh. When they were younger. I don't know about last year. Okay. But. So any other thoughts on how you felt for Lisa at that point? I felt awful for Lisa. It's such a sad moment. What about you guys? Brendan, Kayla? I I mean, I I felt bad for... Has anyone had that experience? Handing your yearbook to someone and then not getting it signed. I just don't care about auto about signings of yearbooks, so I. Eh. I mean, I don't try to give it to popular people. I just give it to my friends. <laughs> In elementary school, oh, I boy. went. I went to. I went to a nerdy school with all the smart kids. So we kind of had Kid to. That they went to. Yeah. School that so they went to. we kind Kid of that they went to. Yes. So we kind of had to sign all of our yearbooks. Um, middle school was rough, but I always had at least one or two good friends that would sign my yearbook. I feel like my junior year of high school. Because I went to a high school, I transferred high school's junior year, and I went to a high school that I hated. And I hated all of the kids there. And they did not like me either, because it was in Florida, and I was a weird goth kid, and there weren't... Florida? Really? There weren't any goths in Florida in the 90s. That's surprising. At least that you knew. Were they all beach kids? Huh? Were they all beach kids? They were all country kids. Yeah, you didn't know she moved to Florida? They all no, listened. I knew that. They but... all listened to country. Uh, there was, oh, there was one kid who, like, was kind of into the same stuff I was into, but he was kind of pompous and, like, the pseudo-intellectual, which, looking back, I'm like, dude, you were 16. <laughs> you knocked that off. Um, 
and you know there were some I had like one friend who was in a band and then he started dating like my cousin's friend and then he like stopped hanging out with me because she was just an awful person um what I'm trying to say is yes I've experienced that all right well I'm sorry that you have experienced that but thank you for opening up hello therapist um, but yes, obviously a very sad moment, and I thought the animation for this was done very, very well, um, with them passing it around and then showing the disappointment on Lisa's face mm-hmm. when she gets it back and everything like that. And um, now, I don't know if you guys noticed this, obviously Lisa had, under her picture, she had her little achievements and everything. So I actually did freeze frame it to see what those achievements were. So she was in junior overachievement. Hmm. She had the record for most hand raises in a semester, which was 763. Oh my God. She's the most popular student's sister. She's the spelling bee queen. She's the camera club head shutterbug. She had the tidiest locker, but she was unopposed. She was the state champion of Fraction Follies and is voted the student you'd most like to copy off of. Oh. So how is she not popular? I mean, come on. <laughs> I will say this, Bart, setting up shop and doing the yearbook signing, yes. kind of genius. It's amazing. And did you see a sign? No personalization. <laughs> no personal greetings. <laughs> he writes like he talks. See ya. And and also having Millhouse be his handler. Yeah. And be like, this is Lisa. She's in second grade. <laughs> or not Lisa. What was her? Becky. Yeah, Becky. This is Becky. She's in second grade. <laughs> so, yeah, very funny stuff. Um, obviously, we get back. Um, one part that I also liked in this act is when Homer's having the conversation with Flanders about the beach house. And Flanders is trying to offer the beach house to him. Yeah. And as he's telling him the story, you just see Homer getting more and more annoyed that it's just going on longer and longer. And then he does that little hand gesture, like, okay, speed it up. Come on. Come on. So, yeah, they they obviously get to uh, take over the beach house. Uh, because Flanders has to uh, clean the septic tank or something. Check the septic tank. Well, he says he'll check Homer's septic tank if he takes the beach house. Yeah. So. Hello, Mr. Brownground. <laughs> What do you have for me here? And then this, I don't know if you guys caught this, but this was also kind of a sad moment when the family makes the decision that they're going. And Marge says, Bart, you can bring you can bring Millhouse. And Lisa, you can bring a friend. Did you hear what she said? Mm-hmm. What did she say, Brendan? She said something along the lines of... Uh, a friend, yeah. Uh, and then something, I don't remember exactly, but something about a stuffed animal. Yes. So yeah, she goes, oh, mm-hmm. great, a friend, a companion, a stuffed animal. Just so sad. <laughs> but then again, there has been times where she's had friends. You know, she's had sleepovers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what happened to those girls? I don't um, no. People forgot. I guess. But actually, you know, who are we kidding? She does have friends. Grown-up nerds. Like Gore Vidal. Who's kissed more boys than she has? Girls, Lisa. Boys kiss girls. (laughs) 
Marge showing her, uh, yeah. Open-mindedness? Yes, open-minded. Sure. Any thoughts on that, that comment? Obviously, this was It's 19- not going to hold up 1996, in this day and age. So, now... 1996. 1996. Now, Corey, I yes. would be remiss to not bring this up, that when Lisa and Marge are having a conversation... And Marge mentions that she always dreamed of having a daughter that would be her best friend. We literally had to pause the episode because Corey started to break down. So what were you going like through right during now? that town, that time? That town? Why are you so bad at talking today? At what time? Today, every day. What time? What? What time are you talking about? When we had to pause the episode because she said I always wanted a girl that would be my best friend. Because that's what I wanted. Aw. And did you get that? I mean, sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's crying right now. <laughs> this is a new, this is, this is new. We got, we got tears on the episode. <laughs> I feel like this has happened before. It's. Are you okay? <laughs> she might need a moment. Because Marge had a very sad existence also, she I feel. She did. She actually did. You're right. Um. And I think that's why she was like, maybe if I have a daughter, she'll be my best friend. Because, I mean, Patty and Selma weren't great sisters, and uh, I didn't have any siblings. So, maybe if I have a daughter, she'll be my best friend. Are you okay? (laughs) This Um, one's getting all the ratings, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I put down my notes, Marge is me. Yeah, there's there's some similarities there, for sure. All right, okay. we'll give you a minute to kind of you. gather your stuff. I'll give you a topic. Are you getting verklempt? My foot's you. asleep again. It was oh fine, Thanks, and Kaylin. now it's bad again. Thanks, Caitlin. So, just gonna bring this up quick. Lisa tries to pack her microscope <laughs> to go to the beach. Okay. To go to the beach. Okay, I have to talk about this. Oh boy. It's not about it's not about Marge and me crying. Um, it's about Lisa's no Lisa's bathing cap okay. oh, and her yes. nose plugs, and I had goggles. I had all of that. They stuff. do nothing. I had all of that stuff. I had a bathing cap because when my hair gets super wet, it goes out of control, and I had nose plugs because I didn't want water going up my nose. Because who does? And I had goggles because. Even now, they do nothing. If you tell me to open my eyes underwater, I just won't. I just nope. I'd rather be blind and not see the shark coming at me. Thank you. All right. Is it? It's not. So I wanted to bring that up because that comes up at the very end of the episode, the microscope at the beach. So um, does it? What? Don't worry. It's coming back. It'll come back. All right. So now, before we get out of Act One. We see the family they're loading up. Of course, Millhouse is going with. And Millhouse is in the back seat, in the baby seat. And He sure is. Kaylin, you were really laughing at that. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about what was going on with Millhouse in the back. So Millhouse was moving around, and Bart was like, he's swarming again, I'm going to tighten it. He tightened it like as far yes. as he possibly could. And it was really funny. Yeah, that, that was actually the loudest I've heard you laugh in a while, watching... <laughs> Uh, so and then um the th- the thing that i thought was weird and i kind of brought up as we were watching it maggie in the front seat when i was a baby i sat in the front seat of course you. Could. i'm sure you did too well yeah simpler time 
I mean, this, this was, was 1996. I I don't think it really got it really started getting enforced until I mean 98 maybe. I know by the time London came, like they had to do the seat check and everything, but like before that. Fair enough. And I mean, Maggie's still in the front seat in every intro. And also, but it's she's a in cartoon. The at least. And also, it's a cartoon. Yeah, also that. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, one final thing before we get behind this. Um, as they're all leaving, Marge says to Maggie, say goodbye, tree, bye-bye, tree. Homer says, bye-bye, job. Bart says, bye-bye, toothbrush. <laughs> and then Lisa says, bye-bye, Lisa Simpson. So, bye-bye, toothbrush, going on vacation reminds me of someone. Eh, yeah. Brendan, care to elaborate? Uh, I don't brush when I'm on vacation ever. Just, that's gross. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's gross. Yeah. I remember him going to summer camp once with the Boy Scouts, and he was there for an entire week, and I came back and I said, so how many times did you brush your teeth, and what did you tell me? Once. Gross. For an was that week. even true? I yes. think it was. Sad but true. Uh, vacations are the time that all the nerdy kids tried to reinvent themselves into someone much cooler. And it never works. I mean, this is the problem I have with this episode. Okay. How long were they at that beach house? I mean, at least a week. See, and, okay, if Lisa was an only child, she probably would have gotten away with it. But if you go on a vacation for more than a week, you're going to get caught. Because you're going to slip up. Speaking from experience. Well, Lisa <laughs> slips up. Well, like, she right doesn't. away. Well, yeah, I guess she does, yeah. Right she away does. she does, and I'm like, that's an amateur move, Lisa. <laughs> yep, and we're heading there right now, so perfect segue. So this moves us into Act 2. So Act 2, as Corey mentioned, Lisa is seeing this as a chance for a new beginning. So she abandons her old nerdy image and tries to develop a new persona. She gets a cool new look for the beach and finds some cool new friends. She meets Aaron, Dean, Rick, and Ben. Dern. And so she's trying her best to fit in. She tells the other kids that Bart is her nerdy brother, rather than her being the nerdy sibling. And jealous that Lisa has new friends, and he only has Millhouse, Bart tries his best to win Why does everyone hate Millhouse so much? We'll talk about that in a moment. But fails. Um, So Lisa gets closer to her new friends, hanging out and planning parties. Bart gets increasingly jealous. And when Lisa and her friends have a party on the beach, Bart shows them Lisa's yearbook, showing her friends that Lisa lied and she is a nerd. And upset at this, Lisa runs off crying. So, all right, let's get into it. Act two, thoughts, things that stuck out to you. My favorite part was when they go to the uh, beach house and there's the note on the door and it says, read me. And it says, well, diddly, um, well, diddly, welcome Simpsons. And they say, he actually wrote diddly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the ice cube tray. Fill me. (laughs) With what, Ned? With water. water. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> that was good. Um, you guys, anything that stuck out in Act 2? There was a lot that happened in Act 2. There was a lot going on. That's when they first get uh, there. I thought the part was... I thought it was really funny when they were all like... Um, when they, when Bart was trying to impress them and they were like, oh, he's trying too hard. He's <laughs> yes. a tryhard. Um, 
So, when Lisa says, only kids will be... What did she say exactly? Only kids are that incoherent. Yes. Yeah, that's that's still... That's still a thing. Mm-hmm. That's not from 96. That's that's a thing today. Right. One of my favorite things is, like, it beats doing stuff. Stuff sucks. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I thought they did a really, really good job capturing the kids and kind of how they are. And, like, the scene that Kaylin mentioned when Bart's really trying to impress them. Just the way that they were animated, like... The, the posture that they were standing in. You could just tell, like, they didn't care. Like, you know, they just kind of have their hands in their pockets. They're kind of slouched down, you know, and things like that. And, um... My friendship, you know you want it. Yeah. <laughs> and as Kaylin mentioned, that kid, like, tries too hard. Yeah, that whole thing <laughs> smacks of effort, man. <laughs> and they bring um, up a Dennis the Menace yes. reference. Who does he think he is? Dennis the Menace? Yeah, that Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Um, they also bring up a Blossom reference. Yes. She looks like Blossom! Which is funny because I loved Blossom. And I used to wear, like, the hats. And there's this one old picture. I don't even know where it is. So I don't know if any of you will ever see it. But um, my friend Ryan said I looked like six from Blossom in the the picture that I'm referring to because I had the hat and the cutoffs and like the big flowers on the cutoffs and now is the part of the podcast when we um completely alienate the children again <laughs> they're yep. like Blossom Whoa. what are they talking about Blossom was a show from the 90s Maya Bialik yep with a really cool girl and she wore hats all the time and she had a really dumb brother yes Whoa. Like, how dumb? Me dumb? No, he was he was not smart in school, he was not smart in life, he was not smart, period. So me dumb. No. <laughs> no. Anyone's smarter than Joey Lawrence. <laughs> Whoa. So you left one part out with the notes when they go up to the refrigerator, and it says, put food in me, and Homer says, I'll take that, and he puts it on his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. What else? Um, when Millhouse, when Bart comes back from trying to impress the kids, yes. Millhouse goes, are we down with them? Because, no, they must have seen you. <laughs> so, Kaylin, do you want to bring that up now? Because you were starting to talk about that, about Millhouse and the way he's treated. Because Everyone there's that hates scene, him. There's that scene. There's yeah. also the part where they're the playing mystery up. date. Yeah. And while looks they're like playing you mystery point, date, yeah, and Homer's picking on him because he the dud looks like Millhouse and looks just like you, Poindexter, and stand up for yourself, Poindexter. So go ahead, Kalen, Millhouse. I think he's an amazing person. He's always there for his friends. I love Millhouse, and he's the best. But everyone is like, ah ha ha ha, stupid. I hate do you, you love Millhouse because of this episode? It has a lot to do with it. I mean, yeah. there are other episodes that he does other hilarious there's, things. There's the what's up <laughs> episode. And he wouldn't stop doing that. And I'm like, oh my God. Yep. Frickin' um, Millhouse. One of the things that really made me like Millhouse was when he has the pants that are floods. <laughs> and water comes in to his room. And he's like, oh no, my feet are wet. But my pants are bone dry. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Millhouse. That right there was one of the reasons I absolutely love Millhouse. So, oh, uh, the clothes. 
the shopping where Lisa just would she get him play hacky sack? Lisa forgets to pack all of her clothes and she goes to get clothes and Marge picks out a little uh, sunsuit and look it has a starfish, starfish on the fanny. Starfish on the fanny. And a little pail. Oh, poor Lisa. Oh, yeah, so, Brendan, Kaylin, what did you think of Lisa's uh, transformation? Uh, did you just raise your hand? No, I was... Um, so I'm kind of mixed feelings, because I don't think that you should have to be someone you're not, but I also think that she was comfortable like that, and, like, that was what she kind of liked. But also, like, don't change for anyone. Just do what you want to do in life. But yeah, I think this might have been the first time where Lisa actually got to pick what she wanted. Yeah. You know, like I feel like that dress and the pearls were always put on because that's what her parents wanted her to wear. So maybe this is who she is. Mm-hmm. Is she following the Grateful Dad? It appears that way. <laughs> and actually they did say, I heard that the shirt was a real problem for the animators because of the squiggly right. lines and everything. Like, you know, they had to be really careful how they were using it and things mm-hmm. like that, so it was kind of a big pain, and they kind of regretted doing it, but... Oh, yeah, here's the one thing I was thinking. When Lisa first meets the kids, and she's kind of, like, trying to psych herself up and, you know, whatever. And the bird! And, yeah, she goes to try to talk to them, and she's like, hey, what's... And then the bird comes in, <laughs> and she just runs away. My God. <laughs> My God, that's me. Yeah. So she's trying, and that bird just completely knocks her off her game. And what does she say? <laughs> what? Are you okay? She says, um, <laughs> you don't control the birds. You will someday, but yes. Not, yes. not now. Okay, not your fault. It's a bird thing. <laughs> and then, yes, yes, as Caleb said, you don't control the birds. You will someday, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like, too, when she just walks by and she's like, hi. And the guy's like, what's up? And they're like, who's that? Some kid. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yep, so she comes over. They um, start to hit it off, and obviously her and Aaron really hit it off. And I I just feel like Christina Ricci did an awesome job, you know, with this role. I thought she did really, really good. Um, Any other thoughts on... Well, she was a kid herself. Right. So... But I thought it was great. So, like, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um... I definitely want to bring up Homer buying the fireworks <laughs> and what happens with the fireworks. So Homer goes into a place that looks mysteriously like the Quickie Mart. Oof. Oh no, now my foot's asleep. And as he goes in, he's trying to be sly about buying fireworks. So he says, "My God, let me have one of those porno magazines, a large box of condoms, bottle of old Harper. Couple of those panty shields, some illegal fireworks, and one of those disposable enemas. Nah, make it two. So, Corey, I don't know if you picked this up. Do you know what this is in reference to or what they're parodying here? No, what are they parodying? American Graffiti. When the kids. It's been so long since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time either, but there's a part where a teenage boy goes into a convenience store or some sort of shop. Sure. And he's trying to get alcohol. And he essentially does this. He asks for all these things. Mm-hmm. And the thing that he mentions is he wants the um, the old Harper. Oh, okay. The, the booze. 
and so they kind of put that in as a nod and the way that it's all um mm-hmm. done was essentially a nod to that movie i got yeah. that scene of that movie okay so as that happens um this version of apu takes homer into the back and we see no, but first he was like sir that is illegal here and then the guy leaves and he goes follow me <laughs> So some of the things I saw in the back, um, he has a sparkling joy bazooka, mailbox grenades, a whistling menace, fun. flaming stinkers, a bang time fun bomb, <laughs> jumping ancestor, screaming tower, sparklers, of course, an M320, and there was a sign that said, play more with Claymore. <laughs> and now, Brendan, you're a big fan of, uh, was it Rainbow Six? Siege? Yeah. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege. So you know what Claymores are, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're mines. Yeah. (laughs) So, now, uh, thoughts on this version of Apu? Like, if anything, I think he's even worse than I think so, too. He's more of a stereotype. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Yes, no, I think so, too. He's even more of a stereotype, but do you guys have any thoughts on the new Apu? But it's not really Apu, though. Right. It's a different character. Yeah, with no name. So you're being racist. It was obvious what they were trying to do. Like, come on now. Um, another thing I really liked about this is when Lisa's hanging out with the kids in the house. And um, I think it's Aaron mentions that this is so great. Like, if we were at my place, my mom would be butting Rice Krispies, squares, and tang. And then Marge comes on. And then she circles around like, whoops, nope. <laughs> Immediately turns around. Oh, that was amazing. Very well done. I also like when Lisa's showing them like the sea creatures and the crustaceans and I think it's Aaron who calls them sea junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then that's when Lisa almost outs herself mm-hmm. because that's when she mentions crustaceans, right? Yeah. And then they're like, wait, did you learn that in school? Did you learn that from a teacher? Yeah. Yes. And she's like, no, I learned it. I heard it from my nerdy brother. No, that's when she no. mentions Baywatch. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> um, I also like when they were playing Mystery Date. Yeah. And Homer's like, you got the dud! Have you ever played Mystery Date? Because that is a real game. It is. From the 60s, right? So I've always wanted one. You always wanted a Mystery Date? I'll buy it for you. I've always wanted that game. Still now? Yeah. I'll buy it for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of a bad message, though. Because, like, to win the game, you get the jock football guy. Is that (laughs) how you win, though? Yes. I don't know how you win. I never played the game. Then, so it's just a luck-based game? Pretty much. Yeah, like, you choose some... I think. I've never played, but I believe what happens is you choose... I feel like you have, because you know an awful lot about this. card, and then it gets hidden, and then you go through a bunch of things. Brendan, he's played this game. game, If I played the game, I would tell you. You you know too much about it. Because I read up on it. Mm. <laughs> I believe you. Mm-mm. And then at the end of the game, it's revealed who your date is. He always got the dud. Yep, always. Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. Um. Um. And then I also liked at that that scene with the the kids all sitting around. And we only celebrate Bastille Day. Yes. <laughs> My mom <laughs> is like French, so we only cel- celebrate Bastille Day. And then did you notice what happened? After that, when they're making plans to go to the beach, mm-hmm. and he goes, I know where to get baguettes. Yes, and I said bonjour. <laughs> Didn't he say croissants? No, he said baguettes. No baguettes. Oh, okay. yes. So I thought that was very, very well done. I loved it. 
So, and then of course, probably one of the best parts of Act Two is when Homer has the bag of stuff that he brings back home, <laughs> and Marge is going through it and pulling all the stuff. I out. don't know what your plans are for tonight, but count me out. Yep. And then she's like, "Didn't, then, you, buy didn't you buy any meat?" <laughs> and Homer pulls out the essentially dynamite because it's an M320. So I guess we could assume that that is four times more powerful than an M80. And so he basically takes it, decides that he's going to celebrate America by blowing something up, and takes it over, can't find, he asks Bart for matches, and he doesn't have any. A lighter? Yep. Nothing? Shocked that he doesn't have anything. So he goes over to the stove, and he burns off the majority of the wick. And then, of course, starts freaking out, doesn't know what to do with it, throws it in the fridge, closes the door... Realizes the beer's in there, takes it out, <laughs> throws it in the dishwasher. I would do something like this. No. Oh, yes, you would. And causes the dishwasher to explode. And, Brendan, this was the part that I think you laughed the hardest at. What happens after the dishwasher explodes? The sink bubbles up. Ugh. <laughs> so, a friend of mine, uh, their garbage disposal... And their sink stopped oh, you working. Oh, showed me pictures of that, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what came up from their sink was a lot like what you saw in the show. <laughs> Gross. You should send them that clip. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I think my favorite part about it is, as it happens, Homer just nonchalantly walking away and whistling. <laughs> <laughs> now, and then, so, also... I, I think this episode was very good with paying jokes off later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that happens, and then the next scene we see Bart and Milhouse sitting on the um, deck, and they're hearing Lisa with her friends, and Marge is in the back mopping. Yes. <laughs> she's cleaning up the mess that Homer made. And then I, again, would be remiss if I don't bring this up. As Lisa's over there, she yells out, Don't have a cow, man. And all the kids laugh at her. And then Bart gets very <laughs> upset that, you know, she's not being herself. She's copying me, this and that. She's using my stuff to get popular. And then she says, I caramba. Yes. And then Marge says to him, though, she's like, oh, come on. You haven't used that phrase in four years. And apparently that tracks, like, the, oh, yeah. the episode that he used that in was four years prior. Really? And that was the last time he said it on the episode so i thought that was just great and then i think the last gag that i really really liked about this is when um bart is trying to see what's going on and he's wearing millhouse's glasses yes (laughs) it was just great all right so then we move into act three so act three uh the next day the family attends a carnival where Bart and Lisa continue to fight over the previous night's But wait a minute. Yeah, I'm just realizing we didn't have the reveal. No. You you missed the worst part. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just realizing that myself. Bart is so awful. So Lisa is being thrown up in the air and landing on a... Great animation of that, too. Yeah. With her jumping up with the fireworks. The fireworks. And... and, um, So was that on 4th of July? Because I was very confused as to when 4th of July was in this episode. It was 4th of July, because di- so, didn't you see Homer walking into the Quickie Mart and all the 4th of July stuff that was up? And- yeah, but, like, it could have been any day. Like, it could have been the day they went to the carnival. It could have been any of those days. No, it was that day. 
So um, she's she's being tossed up by her friends and caught and having so much fun. And here comes Bart over the hill. That is also amazing animation too. When she jumps up, you see his head. Yeah. Jumps up again. He's a little closer. And with her yearbook in his hand. And that look on his face when she's so horrified and he's just got that big smile and he's like, uh-huh. Just, oh, just so evil. What a jerk. What a jerk. And um, he says, oh, you want to know about your cool friend Lisa? Look in her yearbook. And they're like, oh, teacher's pet, straight A student, perfect attendance. Is this true? And she starts crying and but we do end on a joke when Melhouse with the glasses I, yeah <laughs> come here kitty no here doggy, <laughs> here, doggy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so obviously we end on kind of a downer there um, Bart not necessarily being a great brother uh, but we move when is into, he yeah good point so we move into act three so this is the next day the family attends a carnival where Bart and Lisa continue to fight over the previous night's events. Finally having enough of her brother's torment, Lisa dejectedly walks back to the beach house. Once she arrives, she discovers her friends, who've decorated the family car with seashells, and it says Lisa Rules written on the side. When Lisa asks why they would do such a thing for her, they let her know that her yearbook reputation doesn't matter to them. She's still a great person who taught them about nature. And as the family leaves the next day in their car... And not to drink seawater. not to drink seawater, you're right. <laughs> As the family leaves the next day in the car, Bart returns Lisa's yearbook and reveals to her that before they left, he showed it to her new friends, who all signed and left little messages inside. So Lisa smiles and thanks Bart for the kind gesture. As the Simpsons head home and seagulls are following and attacking the car as the kids didn't wash the shells before putting them on. So yeah, again, a lot's happening here in Act 3. So, what do you think? Okay. So, this episode is brilliantly written. There are so many, like, callbacks to previous things Mm -hmm. from before. Yep. Like, this is the first time I've noticed, like, really good writing in this show. Uh, It's, yeah. And... Act 3 just wrapped everything up really, really nicely. Right. So, um, the one thing that really stuck out for me in Act 3 is the breakfast table. Yeah. When they're sitting there. Mm-hmm. And you see Bart and Lisa sitting there, and Bart kind of comes down to Lisa, you know. She's not really saying much or doing mm-hmm. anything, and Bart's just like, oh, you know, yeah, I guess I was a little too hard on you last night. And, you know, he's kind of like just shrugging it off. And you see Marge in the background, and Lisa's not really making any moves or anything and then Mm -hmm. as soon as marge walks out of the room she just grabs him (laughs) by the shirt and just basically threatens him and takes the honey bear as she's about to pour it on yeah and um very very well done um great job by yardley smith to doing that with kind of gritted teeth and everything Mm -hmm. um just absolutely wonderful and then for me the biggest payoff not only is that amazing but the biggest payoff is when Marge mentions they're going to the, the carnival, and then you see Millhouse has been behind the cereal box the entire right. time. And goes, the carnival? <laughs> <laughs> so I just absolutely love that. So, anybody else? Anything 
that um, they liked about this uh, this act because, like I said, there's a lot going on here. The 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 carnival with the uh, graviton gravitron. <laughs> the spinny ride. Yep. So we were yeah. just talking about this. We sure were, and it was on an episode of Workaholics as well. Yes. So Corey and I were just talking about this recently. Now, Brendan, Kaylin, you've probably ridden rides like that before, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, kind of spin like that and everything. Mm-hmm. Have any of you ever encountered anything of what happens on that episode, like where Bart tries to spit at Lisa and Lisa tries to spit at Bart? I've heard stories about it. Yes. So I have definitely seen that myself, but it wasn't spit. Yep. It was vomit. <laughs> I threw up on one. I was going to try to keep you from that, but if you want to tell the story, you can feel free. I'm just going to say, I threw up on one. Okay. I, believe it or not, guys, I don't have the best stomach in the world. And I sure did. I sure did. I, Yeah, and then when that happens, it either goes in your face. It went in my face. It goes in someone else's face. And it's, yeah. It It went in my face. Not a lot of fun. Um, I can't think about anyone throwing up on a ride like that without thinking of the sandlot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I also liked when they're at the water guns. And yes. Bart has the, you can see he has the idea where he's going to spray Lisa. And then Lisa just blasts him. And then when Marge, what she says to them, she goes, don't make me get the carny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't. And now, Kaylin, we were just watching a movie yesterday, and when I saw the bumper cars, it made me think of this movie. What were we watching yesterday? My Girl. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what, Sleepy Hollow? No, My Girl. So <laughs> did that remind you of that? Yeah. Like, yeah. essentially what was happening there? Yeah, mm-hmm. where Bart and Lisa are kind of going into the bumper cars, and there's a scene in My Girl where uh, Veda, right? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? She's very mad at the woman who's about to marry her father, and she takes her into the bumper cars. And But, of course, this doesn't quite go in that way, um, because Bart lines her up, pedal to the metal. Lisa tries to do the same thing, but, of course, her car doesn't move. I always got the defective ones, too. <laughs> Bart smashes into her, and she goes crashing through the wall. It's a tree, and a bird's nest falls on her head. Oh, Lisa... And at that point, yeah, she's just so dejected, she just walks away. So again, just very sad. Like, it couldn't be worse for Lisa. But then we get the the big reveal. And this is very, very sweet. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, she kind of comes back to the beach house. She's not feeling good about herself. Mm -hmm. And this and that. And she starts to hear voices. And she's trying to figure out what's going on. And she turns on a light. She sees her friends standing there. And... You know, we overhear them saying, like, oh, hurry before Lisa gets back and, you know, this and that. And yeah. she sees them, immediately thinks they're doing something bad for her, and just says, whatever mean prank you're pulling, just finish it up and send me a Polaroid. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Like, just so sad. <laughs> but then it's revealed, of course, they're doing something nice for her. They put all these shells on the car. They spell out, um, Lisa rules. Lisa, Lisa rules. rules. Yep. And, of course, Lisa is very touched by this moment. But someone is not touched by this moment. <laughs> As we see Homer's silhouette. <laughs> and would anybody like to Go ahead. regale us in Go what ahead. Homer says? One of you two. <laughs> Sweet, you merciful just... crap. My car. 
I say that all the time, too. Do. Not my car, but sweet, merciful crap. So, yeah, that couldn't have been delivered any better. Just awesome, awesome job there. So, and then, so, with, I mentioned the uh, the microscope coming back at the end. Mm-hmm. So, when Lisa gets in the car, and as I mentioned, Bart has the yearbook signed for her, mm-hmm. and she's looking at all the messages. So, I made note of the messages that were written in there. So, the first one says, you made a hot summer very cool. I'll miss you. Aaron, like, I like, no, you know, was Dean. <laughs> Without you, summer's a bummer, was Rick. Ah. Next year, bring your microscope, Ben. Aww. Milhouse signed it, too, Yes, though. he did. Kaylin, would you like to tell us about Milhouse? <laughs> <laughs> he said, see you in the car, Milhouse. Best wishes, Best, best wishes. But the best, too, is when Millhouse is like, I signed it, too. And he's so excited about it. <laughs> oh, Millhouse. I think Millhouse is definitely one of my favorites. I don't know if I can say he's my favorite favorite, but he's definitely up there. Your name every time we go anywhere is Thrillho. Because it's hilarious. That, but you I, see, it's not, but, but you okay. See, I also really like Krusty. So Kaylin, I, I forgot I that Krusty existed. Kaylin, because I love Krusty so much. Is your favorite still Mo? Yes. So you didn't like this episode because there was no Mo, right? No, I like this episode. All right, so that ba- obviously brings us to the end of the episode, um, and there's another nod to American Graffiti. Apparently, that Beach Boys song they play yes. at the end is yeah. at the end of American Graffiti as well, um, as Homer throws out the beer can or the not the beer the Buzz Cola can Cola can because he's not drinking and driving. <laughs> Out the window. Surprising. <laughs> and the crab gets in it and takes off. Yeah. So, all right. Thoughts on this episode? I, I already said it. all my thoughts on it. Well, you just said, like, I liked this part, I liked that part, but overall. No, I did. Oh, yeah, you did. You were talking about, like, the writers did a really good job and, yeah. you know, things like that. So, all right, Kaylin? I really liked it. It was really good. I've seen this before. It's one of my favorites. Okay. I, it was very emotional for me. Yeah. Um, I I was very much Lisa as a child, and I'm very much Marge as an adult, with a little bit of Grandpa mixed in. Um, <laughs> Love Grandpa. I do. And, um, I mean, I remember, like, I used to go on vacations with my grandma when I was little, and I remember, like, making friends, because we would go to, like, the inclusive resorts, where it's, please don't go off of the resort ground, or you may get killed, um, you wouldn't get killed, you wouldn't get killed, simpler time, um, and I remember, like, just pretending I was someone I wasn't, and because I wanted all your clothes at home because no (laughs) because I wanted to be cool but like I would wear stuff on vacation that I wouldn't wear at home like crop tops and my grandma would be like where'd you get that and I'd be like I don't know the crop top store (laughs) um the crop top store but like I would yes but yeah I a hundred percent I remember when we were on a cruise, I didn't wear any crop tops then because I was like 10. You don't wear crop tops when you're 10. Um, maybe you do now. Do you, Kaylin? 
I don't, but people do now. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, I wore my acid wash jeans and I had like a blazer that I cuffed up the sleeves and hashtag eighties. Yeah, no. yeah, it was it was real nice, and um, there was this. Looking back on it, she was an idiot, and I was an idiot. So I mean, no, but when I say she was it, she was an idiot, guys. Um, we were on a cruise, so we couldn't really go anywhere. So like. My grandparents were like, you want to do what? Well, okay, bye. You want to, like, run around the cruise ship at night? Okay, 10-year-old, I suppose. And then my grandma was, like, starting to get, like, concerned because we were also hanging out with boys. And these, these boys were bad, too. Looking back on it, they were bad. And I'm not going to say how, but they were, like, pubescent boy yeah and my grandma's like i don't know if i want you going out without any supervision and this girl said with a straight face well i have supervision i can stay real good at night (laughs) supervision (laughs) (laughs) i'm not making this up that happened and my grandma like didn't know what to say to that Mm -hmm. because she's like no dummy that's not what i meant but i mean thankful for my grandma putting the kibosh on that because that could have led to trouble the girl who had supervision was named aaron oh you didn't say you had supervision no oh i thought it was you no i'm not that that's not as funny then I, I mean, it's pretty funny. It's still funny. There was one vacation where I completely lied to a guy and told him that I was from Quebec and I spoke with a really horrible French accent. And he and at the end of it, he was like, "Well, I'm going back to Buffalo," and I'm like, "Oh, sacre bleu! I have to go back to Quebec, n'est-ce pas?" And um, and he's like, "Can I have your address?" And I'm like, "No." We don't have mailboxes. <laughs> Why did I say it was? For- Why did I commit to that accent for a full week? Yeah, yeah. That's why she said, "If it's more than a week." Yeah, if it's out. more than a week, like the jig is up. I also pretended to be British once. Ask Aunt Crystal about that. I pretended to be British for a sub one time, and I got in trouble the next day when the teacher. Uh, um, um, so and... uh, let me just preface this by saying the question was, "What did you think of the episode?" Mm-hmm. I liked it. That's what we got. I understand Lisa very well, though. Okay. Um, the urge to reinvent yourself when you are not a popular kid and you care too much about what people think about you is very high. We were talking about this earlier, like you being so well-adjusted and everything, and we're like, how does that feel? Explain it to me in great detail, because I don't know how it feels. I'm on edge constantly. That's true. Constantly. There are, there are four <laughs> ways we could exit if this building caught on fire. One, two, well, not three. That three. Air conditioner in it. One, I will push it. Yeah. Three. Three. Four. All right. Anyways. All right. <laughs> okay. 
So, this episode finished number 42 for the week. Uh, it was tied with... It was tied with two other Fox shows for the number two spot on the Fox network. What were the two Fox shows? 96? No. 96. What? Was Melrose Place still on in 96? 96. Ellie McBeal. was a show. But these are the ones that were tied for second. On Fox. Number 42 This episode and two other shows were all tied for second. For the week. Right. I'm thinking of Fox shows in 96. Ellie McBeal. Is that a guess or are you just... No, that's a guess. Okay. And Melrose. Was Melrose Place still on in 96? I don't know. I don't know what these shows are. In Living Color? Was In Living Color on in 96? I'm going to say Ellie McBeal and In Living Color. Should have went with your initial thought. Because Melrose Place? Melrose Place and oh. Married with Children. Was it the episode? The Kimberly Reveal episode with the scar know. on her head? Oh, oh my god. Aired? What day was it? I don't know. March. May 19th, May, 1996. Hang on. Well, hang on. Shoot. I have the top three. I was bet on Melrose Place. Oh, you have the top three. May I do 19th? have the top three for the week. So you're going to ask us to guess? Yes. yes. Okay. I can't. I'm looking. Home improvement. Is he number one? Is a guest. I'm not doing one, two, three. I'm just picking All right, three. So home improvement, ER, and Seinfeld. She's not doing it, so you can just tell me. What about Friends? Maybe Friends? Friends? What are your other two? I Just Friends. <laughs> Well, between the two of you, you got it. Uh, number one was Seinfeld. Number two was Friends. And number three was Home Improvement. And number four was... I don't know what it is. 2020? 2020. This is 2020. So, yeah, um, I didn't say what I thought about it, but I thought this episode is kind of... Almost the perfect Simpsons episode because it had a lot of emotion to it. You felt uh, for Lisa at times. It also had ridiculousness in it with Homer and all the stuff going on with Millhouse and everything. So I think this might be one of those episodes where if you're trying to get someone into the show, this might be one that you start with. So, yes. It wasn't the Kimberly reveal, but Kimberly. Kimberly has a messed up scar. She had brain damage, and and she then became took on a second persona of Betsy. So they push Kimberly Betsy yes. off of the balcony, and she lands in a coma. And it was the season finale of that. So, gotcha. ugh, Kimberly. All right. So before we go here, Act Four. Anybody got anything? Uh, oh, yes. I forgot that was a thing. I do. What do you got? Uh, I want to go last because I have a very okay. good one. Well, I'll go then. Right now, Brendan and I are playing each other in NHL 19 in the playoffs, and our series is tied 2-2. Two to two. So that's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying doing that. So that's my thing for the Uh Mine is Detroit Become Human, which Brendan talked about last time. It wasn't last time, but I talked about it at some point. Might have been last time. I don't know. What do you got, Corey? 
I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think if there's anything like new that I've been doing. We finished up Workaholics and that was great. So you guys it's not a family friendly no, show. No. It is not. Uh, well, while you're thinking there, I will also mention too that um the next time we record, London won't be here. No. She will be in college again. So obviously we're going to wish her crying. all the best, um, especially during these trying times right now. Um, just to see what's going to happen. I mean, it sounds like some of her classes are going to be online. Some of them are going to be in person. So um, obviously they're going to be closing early this year. She's going to be done right at Thanksgiving. So rather than going back, she's um, going to be done at Thanksgiving. So we wish her all the best. And um, we'll obviously be giving you updates as we go. We wish you all the best. We wish you the best. She has her headphones on. She's not listening. She's just saying, the best. Um. <laughs> if you got nothing. I got, I got. All right. Oh, wait. I'll be gone in the dark. The HBO documentary series. A murder show. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really good. It made me cry. It, um, Patton Oswalt's late wife, the late, great, uh, Michelle McNamara. And, um. It's, it's a really good show. Okay. All right. Last but not least. Okay. So, there's a new game. Well, it won't be new as when you hear it. Uh, it came out, I think, beginning of this month uh, was when the full game released. Uh, it is one of the most fun things you will ever experience. It's called Fall Guys. It's If you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it is free for the month of August, so get on that. Uh, but it's also on Steam, and um, I think it's on Xbox, but I don't know. Uh, it is incredibly fun. It, you, it, oh, t- just check it out. It's so, it's such a blast. Uh, yeah, so Fall Guys. All right, thank you. All right, so with that, um, I guess we will uh, wrap things up here. Um, as I mentioned, we'll be heading on vacation, so we're looking forward to that. And um, thank you for tuning in, finding us. Um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, share the word, tell a friend. How many hours was this? This was only an hour, hour and a four, half. Four hours. And uh, make sure to like and subscribe our stuff. And um, hey, leave a review as well. This isn't on YouTube. You can subscribe to podcasts. Guys, thank you, anyway, dear viewers. Um, thank thank you. you, dear watch, viewers. Watch, or listeners. Watch Sweeney Sweet Todd and viewers. send me an Instagram message about it. Okay. Don't send her a middle finger. <laughs> Alright, so with that... Flood our inbox with middle finger emojis. <laughs> and with that, let's close it up here. Bye. Uh, wear a mask and wash your hands. What? Did you just do a finger gun at me? <laughs> Why? Oh boy. What's gonna be um what's gonna be the outtake this week? I don't know. Something good? We'll see. Is it gonna be me screaming? It's probably gonna be this. <laughs> this is pretty this is pretty good content. Um what am I what am I doing right now? You're saying goodbye. Oh. The blessing. <laughs> goodbye, my friends. You all hold a very special place in my heart. I forgot to say hi to Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Um, I don't know her. She doesn't know me. I don't think she'd want to know me. Oh, my God.
She'd probably punch me in my face or give me the middle finger or something. Anyways, um, there, here's what I, think, I was I saying. She asked how long we were recording. Here's she's what like, I was how saying. How much longer can I go then? Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm really saying. Keep your head in the clouds and keep reaching for the stars. I'm Casey Kasem. Okay. Okay, my goodbye won't be nearly as long as that one. So goodbye. How dare you? All right. And how dare you? Smell you later, everyone. How dare you? Plagmata squ- Plagmata squarms and- So close. Plagmata squ- Plagmata squars and- Plagmata squars at port. There you go. Six try! <laughs> we'll cut that down to one. <laughs> but also, like, when I was a teenager, we went to Jamaica- I started hanging out with this girl who was missing one of her bicuspids. Because uh, that's a detail we need. And she, well, yeah, I mean, and she was perfectly fine with it. I'm like, oh, you're missing a, uh-huh, right here. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. You don't care. I don't care. No one cares. Okay. You and, definitely um, care if you're oh, bringing I, it up. I, 100%, I mean, to this day. Years. Many, many decades later. Her, her name was Allie. She was from Texas. She was missing a bicuspid. I wish her well. Um, <laughs> She's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, Allie and I met these guys who were older than us, but still teenagers. We were still all te- We were all under the age of 18. But... They knew a guy who worked there who was a little older than them, and he got some, it, he was from Jamaica, and he knew um, the herbs of Jamaica, let's say. <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is... How did we get here? I always, <laughs> I always, I always try to reinvent myself on vacations. <laughs> listen. The herbs of Jamaica. <laughs> listen. That's also really, though, how I learned. That was how I learned about, like, good, real ska music, like Desmond Decker. It was a learning opportunity, and it was also... A little scary. It was a little dangerous. I may have, I could have died, probably. Like, I mean, I could have died several times. I mean, over the now, of my childhood. I so. mean, now, I definitely probably would have died. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um,